Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this, I don't know what day of the week it is, Wednesday, Wednesday, June the 14th. We've got a fun show coming your way. Uh, we've got Coach Joe Tuton of Covenant Christian Academy Baseball who will be on the line in the next segment at 11.45. Joe will be talking about the Southland Hogs and everything in between. CCA, we'll talk some LSU baseball. You know how it is when we have Joe on. We talk about baseball of all sizes and shapes. Um We'll be chatting with Joe about everything around the sport. <clears throat> then at noon, we'll have our guy, Coach Rod. Donald Rodriguez will be on the line. We'll be chatting with Coach Rod about the Louisiana Lineman Camp, which is going to be happening this weekend over on the campus of Nichols State University. <laughs> then, unfortunately, I got some bad news. Wednesday, we usually have Taylor Griffin on at 12.15. Turtle's occupied today. Turtle's getting some work done. So we'll shift him around. We'll get him on tomorrow, uh, but we're going to get our mailbag. We'll talk about college baseball. We'll talk about all sorts of stuff in the next in, in the the back end of the show to fill our time out, and then we'll get our mailbag. We'll get your questions answered, and you know we'll get everything covered on that front as well before we uh, get to the bottom of the show. <clears throat> I start out today's show. Um, <clears throat> goodness, sorry about that. Uh, talking about. Some girls basketball. I went to girls basketball team camp yesterday. Well, not team camp. Summer league yesterday over at HL Bourgeois. They kind of rotate the games around the area. Um, saw four games. Uh, saw eight teams and saw a whole lot of good basketball. Got some you know good pictures and everything of the of sort. Um, and first and foremost, I apologize for missing yesterday's show. Um, just follow up doctor's appointment. You guys know I've been I've been open and, and transparent and uh, with you guys throughout this fight. Um, Got put on some new medication recently, and to get it refilled, I had to go to, you know how it goes. Once they get you in there, they want you to keep getting in there. Um, but they're doing a good job, and they're, they're helping me, and I am feeling a little better. So we're, uh, we're we're very grateful about that. But I saw four games last night over at HL Bourgeois. The opening game that I saw was E.D. White getting a 23-16 to win over South Lafouche. Um, <clears throat> a couple of things there. Um, E.D. White, I think, is going to be a sleeper team, a team in our area that I think can make some noise. Uh, I think that is going to be poised to maybe make a little bit of a leap forward. After look, they had a good year last year. I'm not trying to say that you know they were bad last year, but I think that they could improve on that. You got Caroline Adams, and she draws so much defensive attention. And look, yesterday against South Lafouche, Caroline really didn't score a whole lot. Maybe just you know four points, something like that. Not a whole lot, um, but because of the attention that she creates. Um, it creates opportunities for other players. And look, we'll have Nick Snack on the show tomorrow. I've already got him booked uh, for tomorrow's show. So we'll ask him about some of his personnel and some of the players that he's most excited about. Um, but, man, like they got a post that I really like. They've got a couple of shooters that I really like. They move the ball well. That's the thing that I like about Caroline Adams is that if it's not there, <clears throat> she's content to just make the right play. You know, she's not going to force the action. She's not going to, you know, dribble into traffic. She's not going to, you know, dribble into the double team. She's not going to shoot over double. Like, she's not going to do anything that, <clears throat> excuse me, doesn't add up in terms of basketball math. She's going to continue to make the right play. And that, I think, allows some of the ED White role players and support players to have better opportunities to succeed. And yesterday, they got a win over the Lady Tarpons. Look, the Lady Tarpons, I thought, yesterday played really sound defense right <clears throat> I thought defensively they they actually did play really well the problem for them right now 
And this is going to be what Darian is going to have to figure out. That's Coach Darian Jenkins is going to have to figure out how to score. Because they're almost in the same boat as E.D. White right now. Is that They've got one prolific score. Uh, Ellie Lorraine is going to be asked to do the brunt of the scoring. But when you could slow her down, there's just not a whole lot of other offense right now. And last night we saw it. South Lafouche had like 10 points at halftime. And didn't score again until like two or three minutes left in the whole game. <clears throat> so we're almost shut out of the entire second half of the game, which, I mean, that's just not sustainable. That's not something that's going to be um, fruitful for you going forward. So you got to figure out how to get more offense from other players, spread it out a little bit, and um, continue to keep that offense humming. Thibodeau rolls over Central Lafouche. I didn't get a final score there. They cleared the scoreboard like right when the game ended. So I looked down and the board was already back to zero. But uh, Thibodeau did beat Central Lafouche decisively, about a 30-point win. Thibodeau's just got a lot of athletes, man. They've got a lot of size. They've got a lot of versatility. Um, Defensively, because they've got a lot of size, that also, of course, means that they've got a lot of length. They could challenge. If they get beat, they could close out so quickly because of that speed and because of that size. Thibodeau is going to be one of the better teams in the area, and they get a decisive win over Central Lafouche. Um, <clears throat> a game and a score that's a little bit misleading is Vanderbilt gets a 31-27 win over Ellender. Um, and a lot of folks will read that and say, oh, man, you know, Ellender must have reloaded. You know, no, Vanderbilt played their junior varsity. Um, Ellender had five kids. And, look, those five kids played their best butts off and I applaud and salute those five kids for competing and giving absolutely everything that they had to the cause and they did challenge Vanderbilt but they challenged Vanderbilt without Michaela Charles without you know several starters and several key players this is not going to be the same caliber of Ellender team that we're used to in this area it's just not um it's just you know and look it's nothing against anyone there no one's doing anything wrong. It's just the phase and the cycle of talent right now. It's going to be a rebuilding couple of years out there for the Patriots. Um, and it just it is, it is what it is, man. So they played hard. They competed. They gave everything that they had. But it was a four-point result. But it was a four-point result in Vanderbilt's favor without all of their key players. Had Charles been there, had you know some of the others been there, um, I think we know that that score would have been turned upside down on its head a little bit there. But Ellender continues to compete. They continue to work hard. They continue to get better and make some strides. So we will see how they could continue to progress in the upcoming weeks as uh, we head closer towards the end of the summer and, and, and push through the month of June. Um, <clears throat> another score from last night, and maybe the most entertaining game of the night last night, was HL Bourgeois Covenant Christian Academy. Um the first half of the game was back and forth, and you know the teams were going at one another, and it was really close, and it was really competitive, and CC actually led for a lot of the first half. Then the second half was very similar. Um, HL Bourgeois had a really hard time early in the game of scoring. I mean, they're getting in the lane, missing layups. They're getting fouled, missing free throws. Like They're just not converting on their opportunities. <laughs> and then finally... Um, Final five, six minutes of the game, something broke through, and they were able to convert on their opportunities. They were able to put the ball in the hole, and they ended up scoring 30 and get a 30-20 to 20 win. But but don't read into that like it, like 
sometimes a 10-point game, it, it might have been an 18-point game, and then CCA kind of came back on the backups. Oh, no, that was a four- or five-point game with just a couple minutes left, and then it was H.L. Bourgeois who made the last run in the final minutes to stretch it to 10. Um, that was a well-played game. H.L. Bourgeois, I think, is going to be better um, than they were last season, certainly. <clears throat> but I also really like what Covenant Christian's doing. Um, they got a bunch of girls that are just scrappy, man. They play hard. They compete. They give you everything that they got. And they got some talented kids to go along with that effort and intensity as well. So CCA uh, fared well for themselves. HL Bourgeois gets another win. And our Lafouche Parish slash Terrebonne Parish slash Bayou Region Girls Basketball Summer League continued. And it was a lot of really good basketball played by all of the teams involved. So let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to talk some baseball. We're going with Coach Joe Tutom of Covenant Christian Academy. Joe and I will chat about um, the Hawks who continue to play and continue to thrive. And we'll ask Joe about LSU's chances in the College World Series and who knows what, man. You know, when we talk with Joe, just talking some baseball. We got a baseball segment coming in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Gulf South Homes has a new building. Come check out our new offices and parts store. We have moved to the left side of our property. See, Ida threw us a curveball, but our new offices are home run. We sell all things for your mobile home parts needs. And of course, we can still sell you the new home of your dreams. Remember, we are still working with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program as well. Come and see us at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or give us a call, 985-876-0222. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. 
Attention event managers, Joe's Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair or festival, let Joe's Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net. That's joeseptic at viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Justler here. We go to the phone lines now for the first time today on this Wednesday. And we make a quick trip out to Covenant Christian Academy. We have their baseball coach, Coach Joe Tuto, on the line. Coach, good morning, man. How we doing? Hey, buddy. Good. How about you guys? Good, man. Uh, look, you guys are coming uh, down the bayou tomorrow to play some Swampland. How has the Swampland been going over at CCA, man? Hey, Swampland's been excellent at CCA. Our young guys are, are coming of age. We're excited. You know, we're accustomed our eighth and ninth grade kids getting used to playing kind of on the 60, 90 foot bases. We're pretty excited. Uh, our older guys are holding their own, doing what they need to do. I think we're a little bit gassed from football workouts like everybody else is, but uh, we've, I think we've, we've learned some, uh, some valuable lessons so far in Swampland that will really benefit us going into next year. So I, I, I'm happy. Uh, record-wise, uh, I think we're uh, we're five and two and five two and one. So uh, I feel like you know we've been on on the, on the better side of most games, but our guys are really uh, mature, and I'm happy. Let's talk about the Hogs now. You guys are staying busy there, going all over the state and even even the southeast. Uh, the kids are playing well. And man, look, I got to tell you, every Saturday or Sunday, I log on the Facebook and, you know, this player's getting player of the game or that player's doing this. And like the talent is, is, is shining. The talent is being the talent, aren't they? The kids are playing great. Listen, the talent, I mean, listen to how the cream always rises. I mean, I, I could tell you across the board, you know, from, from the South Lafouche, Central Lafouche players, all the way from the home of the Thibodeau guys. I mean, uh, you see it in the high school records. These guys, we got some guys who can play. If you get out their way and just let them manage, uh, I, I think big. We got we got big things coming to the home of Terrebonne, Lafouche area. That uh, you know, in baseball wise, these kids are good. I think they're advanced, and uh, it's showing it, man. I mean, we, we've been pretty lucky to have a lot of talent. And you, but you told me during the commercial break when we were chatting off the air, you said, "Hey, man, you know, we're going uh, to Southeastern. I believe today it was, and you know, maybe Lafayette or something." You said over the weekend, "Where's the next destination for the Hogs, man?" Well, you know, I'm excited. Uh, you know, new coach at Southeastern Louisiana. Uh, I talked to him this week, and uh, he's going to get to see a few of our guys uh, tonight, and then over the weekend, we're at the at the University of uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, so we get some more guys kind of showcased. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to get these kids on the map. And if you get these kids on the map, there's enough talent here. I mean, last week we had an underclass, some underclass games, and we had a bunch of kids from from the Terrebonne-Lafouche area, and you know, show up and show out. And uh, 
I think it's just about the earlier you can get these guys on the radar with these college coaches, the more opportunities these guys are getting. So I think we're just trying to do the best we can to get these guys, you know, seen early. Is it difficult to make sure that everybody stays sharp? Because, I mean, look, did you guys got probably 20 guys that could be in the one through nine lineup and, you know, probably 10 guys who could be a starting pitcher almost any, any given day. Like, is it difficult to make sure that the guys are staying sharp, getting their, you know, three, four at bats or whatever it may be? Listen, I mean, that, that's the million-dollar question. I think it is, Casey. I mean, listen, when you, you're playing with this much talent, most of these weekends you're getting four games. So we've been trying to go through, the, you know, the lineup where you're splitting. You know, this guy will start this game, sit the next one, start the third one, the next guy will, will go on the fourth one. Uh, and then, you know, the crazy part is out of those 20 guys, you got to pick nine when we go to the Dixie State Tournament in the World Series. So you're going to have some guys, uh, you know, not used to sitting that that have to sit and and that's not a good thing but it's not a bad thing because in college you know sometimes you got to wait your turn so i think it teaches some guys a valuable lesson and it gives you some firepower off the bench if you need a pinch hitter or this guy's got to come in relief or you need a pitch runner or you know yada yada let's talk about the uh, lsu baseball team they're going off to the college world series you know there was so much doubt earlier in the year of all well you know I don't know if they could pitch well enough. Oh, I don't know if they have a good enough bullpen or whatever it may be. They just got through their Super Regional giving up three runs in two games, and they've gone through the NCAA tournament and really the SEC tournament pitching it well also. I don't know what happened, um, but, boy, since postseason has gotten here, it's like they flipped a switch. Those guys on the mound are more confident. Now the bats are coming to life. This is going to be one of the teams to beat out in Omaha, man. Listen, I'm not I'm not going to say toot my own horn, but, you know, me and you talked about it. I told you they'd be okay. Listen, and I think what happens is in a 50-game season, it's hard for those guys to be motivated. But, you know, it's no different in high school. You know, I think guys, teams that are year in and year out that are going to the playoffs and LSU's going to the regional year in and year out, those guys know how to get motivated in playoff time. And I think what happens is, uh, you know, they, they were probably a little bit fatigued and, and losing in the SEC tournament I think was a good thing. You know, it gave those guys a couple of more days rest and, uh, you know, they turned on the switch, and I think, you know, on any given day with the talent that they have, they got a lot of guys who are major league players that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, especially if they get out if they get out of game one. I think they got a really good chance. So here's the million-dollar question, and that Jay Johnson's going to have to figure this out before Saturday. You got Tennessee the first game of the tournament. Then you could potentially maybe have to play Wake Forest, who a lot of folks think is the best team in the country in the second game of the tournament. There are a lot of LSU fans that is kind of split. Some are saying, hey, you throw skeins the first game, you get in the winner's bracket, do whatever you got to do, keep the, the train moving forward. Others are saying, hey, you throw Floyd in game one of the tournament because, hey, he's already beat Tennessee once this year, and you kind of save the ace of the deck for the second game. If if you play Wake Forest, you throw your ace, you can maybe put Wake Forest in the loser's bracket, You know, grab control of things there. If Joe Tuton was the coach of the LSU Tigers, are you throwing the big dog in the first game, giving yourself maybe a leg up? Or are you trying to play oh, for the schemes, Wake Forest game? No doubt. Schemes. Like, I mean, that, that, that's, that's easy. I mean, you know, uh, I, you can't save anybody for anything. And, and I feel like, look, you saw what he did uh, in the first game in the regionals. He threw him, you know, against Tulane. And I think you're going to see the same thing here, you yeah. know. So uh, I'm, I, I'm going to get the win. And I think he gives you your best chance to win. Uh, you know, you really open yourself up for second guessers if you go out there and he doesn't pitch the first game and you lose. <clears throat> Bro, there are a lot of people in college baseball that, that follow this stuff real close that 
think that the balls are juiced this year. I mean, there's more, way more home runs than what there's been in years past. Um, do you think that they play around and mess around with the balls a little bit? Because, man, I have a hard time believing that everybody in the country is hitting more home runs, man. I'm going to give you two, just my opinion on two things. I think the balls might be a little harder, but the biggest thing I can tell you, and I see this on the high school side, the players' athletic bodies are so much bigger and stronger and faster than five years ago. It's unbelievable. You know, I just, I use my CCA players. On a normal day, our guys this morning was at football workouts. They are seven on seven right now, and they'll play swamp land baseball. I think our bodies, these kids' bodies, especially when they get to these college programs, these guys are some some chiseled machines muscle-wise. So I think it's a combination of the balls are a little bit harder because people want to see offense. Uh, And when I say I don't know if the balls are a little bit harder, Casey, but if you look at a baseball, the seams are a little bit shorter. And if the seams are a little bit shorter, the balls are going to go a little bit further. So I think it's a combination of – physically strength and probably the seams on the ball being a little bit uh, tighter and smaller. <clears throat> Joe, one of the craziest things that I've seen in a long time in baseball happened last night. The Oakland A's who are, you know, about ready to not be the Oakland A's anymore. You know, there's rumors that they're going to be moving to Las Vegas or whatever it may be. Their attendance hasn't been good. Well, their fans are saying, hey man, it's not that we don't have any fans. This is that we're not going to support a bad product. So, they held a reverse boycott, and they sold out the stadium for a home game just to prove, hey, we're here, we're alive, we're here. And it made for a crazy environment. An Oakland stadium that's usually got four or 5,000 people had like 30,000 people last night. It was loud and it was rowdy, and they beat the Rays, who might be the best team in baseball. Boy, I've never seen that before, a reverse boycott, just letting ownership know, hey, we do exist. We just don't want to give our money to you. <laughs> Well, listen, I mean, Casey, if you notice, the A's have won seven in a row, if you've been watching. Yep. And they're professionals, and and I feel like on any given day, but I I honestly can tell you, um, probably a a good show of fans coming out to support the team. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, professional sports is big business. And on the business side of it, I don't know if owners or uh, or what, you know, front office guys are really worried about winning as much as they once were back in the 70s and 80s compared to now where it's just business and it's a profit and, and they're trying to roll a profit and they probably see Las Vegas is a way bigger profit area than Oakland. And uh, it's a shame because I think, you know, you got some really diehard fans over there in Oakland. They've lost the Raiders and now it looks like, you know, they've lost the Warriors who are now in San Francisco. And, I mean, it looks like they're going to lose the A's, and it's just basically not that the team's not going to support it. Uh, You know, the fans just – it's just hard to support. You know, it's like working for a bad boss. I mean, how many times can you go to the well and uh, you're not even appreciated? And I don't think the A's fans are appreciated. So they showed out numbers just to prove a point. Yeah, no doubt, man. Look, before we let you go, um, you know, do guys out there playing at LSU and – it hadn't been the best second half of the season to him. I think he's kind of hurting a little bit, but since he came back from that injury, he has quite, hasn't quite been the same guy at the plate. Um, but he has had some big moments lately. You know, hit some home runs and got some uh, some clutch hits. Uh, what are you expecting to see out of him? Have you spoken to him? What's his mindset like going into Omaha? I texted him. Uh, we we texted the other day. I laughed at him. I sent him a congrats, and I told him to put his elbow bad, pad back on his left elbow like <laughs> right. he used to wear, <laughs> and, and and he just laughed. Uh, but, hey, listen, he's prepared. I think he's ready, and I think it's going to be – look, 
hey, in a big moment, he's coming through. He's done it. He's deserved it. He's uh, The baseball gods are going to treat him right because he's done things the right way his whole career. So, listen, expect big things in a big moment from him because I will tell you this, if anybody deserves it, he does. And, uh, you, you know, I, I think you can expect big things from LSU just in general. So, this should be a fun Omaha. I mean, they're going to show up and, uh, you know, Purple and Gold will be proud out there. And uh, I think these guys will, you know, you know, definitely make a run for their money, you know, over there in Omaha. Kind of a joking question, but I saw on Twitter there's a bar room out in Omaha that sells jello shots. And if you say, hey, you know, I want a jello shot and I'm a fan of LSU, they mark it on a tally. Apparently, two, three years ago, Arkansas set like the record for the most. LSU's going to shatter that this weekend, right? Uh, they might do it in the first two days. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it'll be crazy, man. It'll be fun to watch. I can't wait. Yeah, no doubt about that, brother. Look, thanks so much for the time. As always, we'll chat again soon. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yep, that's Coach Joe Tutone with Coven, Covenant Christian Academy doing a great job, as always. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Coach Rod. Coach Donald Rodrigue will be telling us about the Louisiana Lineman Camp on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Is knee pain keeping you from living your best life? Get back into the swing of things with a robotic-assisted knee replacement from Thibodeau Regional Health System. Robotic-assisted knee replacement means greater precision and a joint replacement that's customized to your anatomy. And this could mean less pain and a quicker recovery. Most importantly, it can mean improving your quality of life. Learn more at Thibodeau.com. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere for the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses. Call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. A deadly surge is plaguing our state, domestic homicides. Louisiana now ranks fifth nationally in these deaths. According to the NCADV, the presence of a firearm in a domestic violence situation increases the risk of homicide by 500%. But Louisiana has laws to help keep these weapons out of the hands of domestic abusers. Learn about the Firearm Divestiture Program by contacting your sheriff's office or visiting agjefflandry.com. This PSA was supported by subgrant number 5336 awarded by the Louisiana Commission on Law Enforcement for the Stop Forum the Grant Program. Attention event managers, Joe's Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair or festival, let Joe's Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net. That's joeseptic at viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas. Tune in weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. for the best Cajun music anywhere on this planet on the Hot Sauce Express. This all brought to you in part by Hilario Brothers Marine Hardware Supply, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, and Golden Motors. Don't forget, that's the Hot Sauce Express. Weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. right here on the Ray Agent Cajun. Kaylee B, 102.7 and 1600 a.m. 
Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jiskler here. We go to the phone lines for the second time today. And we have Coach Rod on the line, Coach Donna Rodriguez. Uh, Coach, good morning, man. How we doing? Good morning. Trying to get ready for, for Saturday morning registration. You know, just to give you a little update, we had to shut down online registration last Friday night at midnight. And uh, because we, with the online registration, you can't control the volume coming up because we were getting 8, 10, 12, 15 a day online. But that way we shut it down and people had to call us. We'd put people on a, a whole list and as we had a bed, we would call them back and get them in a bed. I mean, it was uh, and right now, we're basically out of bed on the Nichols campus. They've given us uh, 720 and that's about its capacity because we got 50, we have 50 coaches and we have trainers and we have guest coaches, so that we have eaten up all of those 720 beds. So right now, we are at about 760-something with the campus. Wow, that, that's amazing, man. Is that going to be your biggest number yet? Yes, the last two years, we topped 600, about a few, you know, 610, maybe 612, somewhere in that number. And now... If we would open it up, we could go well over seven hundred. I mean, if we if we had enough beds. I mean, I mean and uh, and the guys. I got a, an ex player of mine from Houston. He played defensive line for us at at, at, at Nichols from Baker High School. King Bruffett, and he said, "Coach, I'm coming with my son. I'm coming, and you know, and all this stuff." I said, "Keith, you should, you know." I says. Said, you know, I got all of his information. When the bed ends up opening, I can put him in. Besides that, and then they said, always oh, we'll stay at a motel. We stay here. I said, I don't want to open up that can of worms because that's a whole new ball game that we're not prepared for yet. But you know, with the line camp, I mean, because you, you got some logistics. I just because we stay on the field so long, they're either practicing, eating, showering and resting and for kid to be going back and forth I, I, I don't want to chance that yet but we might have to one day but right now we don't we for the, as far as for groups we're stretching we don't like to go over 15 in the group but right now we're about somewhere in over 15 by, by group we just gonna have to add stations we usually go with eight stations per field, and then we go with that. You know, so it's a, it's a problem, but it's a good problem. The bad problem is when I have to tell campus, no, 
it just hurts my heart. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that totally, man. Look, um, how long has the camp been around? How many years have you guys been doing this? Obviously, for those that are listening, this is the Louisiana lineman camp that Coach Rod's you know, out, up here talking about and promoting. It's going to be happening at Nickel State University this weekend. When did you guys get rolling with this? The first summer was the summer of 87, uh, Bill Greco's first first year. And uh, we've gone, we've never stopped it. We've had to miss the COVID year just like the rest of the world. And then in the, in the 90s, for 10 years, we, we at one point, we were the last weekend in June. And then the Mannies came in, and they took the last weekend in June. And then so we had to go to the third weekend in June. Because when when we were the last weekend in June, we would miss the 4th of July weekend. We'd go to Texas at Stephen F. Austin. So we've got like 34 camps, but with the 10 years in Texas, I've got 44 camps. And I'm, I've never missed a camp, never missed a day, never missed an hour. And, and with, with uh, coaching it and now with the organizational part of it. Wow, that, that, that's incredible, man. Um, I mean, you know, you were telling us this Saturday, um, one of the things that I think stands out the most is the fact that the schools that are the most heavily enrolled are some of the most successful schools in the state of Louisiana. Uh, you know, Catholic of Baton Rouge, Santa Mont, you know, E.D. White's got a bunch. It's like, th- what you guys are doing works. <laughs> well, uh, you know what, when you get Kevin Mawide to endorse it, he went on uh, uh, Doug Mouton, the, the sports director at WWL, zoomed Kevin Mawide and had him on WWL, and he, that was one of the first questions he asked. He says, because we don't do anything but teach technique and hand placement and wire your eyes, wire your and all the little. We're not worried about how tall you are, how wide you are, how high you jump, how fast you run. And we don't, we don't care. If you're a five-star or a no-star, you're getting coached the same way. You're getting patted on the back the same way. You're instructed the same way. It's uh, it's a no frills camp. It's a work camp. I mean, all the other camps, they they, they want to woo you to recruit you. You know, now the nickel staff is doing it, but not the camp, not camp people. You know, like uh, like Pete Jenkins and I and everything. You know, we're doing that. But Coach Rebo is at every practice. He's at every drill. His staff is there. His staff works it. So they get to home in on, on uh, the, the, the campus and see. I mean, they, you can't get any better read on a kid than watching him drill. Yeah, no doubt about that, man. And look, I, I often joke with Coach Jenkins about this when we have him on. I mean, Coach Jenkins is in his 80s now, but he's got more spunk than somebody in his 40s, man. The guy just keeps on going. He's a machine, man. He just, and, I, and what energizes him is the camp. And when he's around young people, I just that's that's the way he that's the way he is. I mean, he he really he really enjoy, enjoys he enjoys coaching the kids, but he enjoys teaching the coaches how to coach the kids. I mean, uh, I'm going to invite you to one of his film sessions, and you can see for yourself the way his cutups are. He's got arrows. He's got coaching points. He's got everything 
if I'm 15 years old and learning this game, I mean, the visual part of me seeing it, then the next day I go do it. It's it's amazing, the, you know, the recall a kid can have. And and if he's got the passion for the game, this camp, this camp helps him be a better high school football player to get to the next level. No doubt about that, my friend. Look, what ages are going to be out there? Is it middle school or is it just strictly high school, middle school, too high school? Like, What age is going to be out there? In, going into ninth grade, the seniors in high school. <clears throat> okay, so it's going to be mostly a, a, a camp for prep players, right? Correct. High, high school kids, yeah. <clears throat> okay, good deal. Um, and look, man, um, you, you talked about you know, the players and, and the development and everything, and you said you know whether you're no star or five star, you're going to get coached the same. Man, one of the things you guys got going that allows you guys to have so much success, you guys have an all-star roster of coaches, man. I mean, you talked about Coach Jenkins and Coach Moai and everything of the sort, but man, just got a, an army of great football minds that'll be together, man. Your kid's going to be learning something special from somebody who knows a whole lot. Yes, I mean, I mean, we've got we're going to have ten NFL defensive line coaches that Peach has had as a player as a coach, as a GA somewhere, and, and you know, on, on the field coaching. And, of course, Kevin Mawai on the offensive side of the ball. But, uh, you, but listen, our high school coaches in Louisiana are great coaches. And we have, we have a few from Texas, a few from Mississippi high school coaches, but the majority of the coaches are Louisiana high school coaches. Because when they come, they don't want – they give up Father's Day to be here because they know how good it is. Yeah, no doubt about that, man. That's amazing. That, that That's really awesome. Um, when do you guys start planning for the next year? So if somebody's listening and saying, hey, I want my kid to be part of that, but we know that you know it's sold out this year, when do you guys start sign-ups for the next year? I start with the online trying to get – we have a site. It's called Active Work that does the online registration. And we usually get that done either right before Christmas or right after Christmas. It, it's the end of de- December, January, the online comes on. You can always mail in. You print your brochure of the website. You, if you want to put a $100 deposit, put the kid's name, fill out the whole thing, fill out the, the parent's signature, insurance policy and insurance company and we get it and we my, i've got two big binders full of names of every kid that's in that's in the camp so if stuff happens to a kid i go to the binder pull out his stuff i got his insurance and the, the training staff at nichols who does a wonderful job the training staff at nichols and Thibodeau regional sports medicine it is unbelievable how much ice, water. We could have probably, if you come and watch, you're going to see that the players, there is no time during practice that you can't be having water at your disposal that you can have a shot of water. I mean, if you're in the drill, hitting the sled, stepping over dummies, you're not doing it. But you get to the end of the line, there's a shot of water. Pump. And we give them breaks. And uh, there are certain parts of the, the, the camp. The middle practice is at 1.45. So and if you step outside at 1.45, you will, but we out there, we make them take off their helmets, 
we towel them down, we do some stuff, we'll take, if we have to, we'll cut periods, but we still got to get our work done. Look, man, you know, shifting away from the camp a little bit and just talking some football, um, what are your thoughts on seven on seven? Um, you know, some coaches love it. Some coaches just kind of tolerate it. You know, there's no tackling or anything going on, but you can work on your passing tree. It's good for your defensive backs. What are your thoughts on seven on seven and how that has grown? All right, seven on seven, if it's done by a high school team with its high school coaches, I think it's amazing. The development of the quarterback and the young guy to get to the level that you want to is amazing. I don't like the 7-on-7 that you go get the best guys from here and there and everywhere, and and there's no coaching. There's the, the discipline pass, the unsportsmanlike that goes on with those teams, I don't like. I mean, it's not what the, the sportsmen that we teach our kids on a team. I mean, when when a when a player gets an unsportsmanlike conduct in a high school football game, you lose a, a especially if you're on offense, you lose a first down and a half. If you do it on defense, you're giving up a first down and a half. That's field position. Those seven on seven that's taught by not high school coaches. I, I think that it's. It's not good. I, I, that's that's my thing on the discipline part of you know of the seven on but seven on seven. The concept of it is pretty damn good. If you teach the guys backpedal, break on the ball, you play man defense, you're running your routes, you're doing this, your quarterback reads first second. That's all. That's that's all good. We do that in <laughs> ourselves in practice. We call it scale. We call it perimeter. But they're taking it they're not. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Uh, look, man, let's talk about this. Um, locally, I think there are going to be some teams that are going to be pretty doggone good. E.D. White is going to be strong. I think Vanderbilt's going to take a big leap forward. I think Terrebonne is a sleeper team. You know, they've got some explosive weapons. they got some big size. Who are some teams you're looking out for in the area, man? I think St. James, again, is, is that, that they can make a move on, on the they can have a new quarterback. They, can, they lost a lot of guys, but I, I think they, they work so hard. It's like everybody does today, and uh, they they uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be running around. Uh, I think I'm waiting for South Lafouche to get get the ball rolling and get some kids that can perform and get to the next level. Because I know they work so hard. Uh, Central Lafouche is gonna be better than. Lots of people think in the area. They had a bunch of young guys that have gone through a lot of turmoil, and I think Chris Dugard going with 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 uh, Coach Pop, Shelly Vidros. I think they're going to make a move in in, in the area. Uh, you know, the worst thing about it, Lafouche Parish Public School, Terrebonne Parish Public Schools last year, nobody had a winning record. But that, that that's unbelievable to me. change in, in our area. How much do you think that has to do with the fact that 
we also pay some of the poorest in the state of Louisiana. And look, that's not a knock on any of our coaches in the area because I think we've got some really good coaches in the area. But you know this. It's more than just the head coach, man. you got to build a staff. And it's hard to convince 10 guys to go and take less money when they could go to St. James or they could go to Honville or they could go you know, wherever else and make more money. about that coach before we let you go i want to ask you about some lsu football a lot of folks are excited they got Jaden daniels back they got most of the offense back kyron lacy's a big part of it now he's a local guy i think really if they could you know the only the only spot on the depth chart that's a little bit of a question to me is the defensive backfield if they could plug in some of those gaps there man i don't see any reason why lsu shouldn't be really really good Coach, man, we thank you so much for the time. Best of luck to you all. Hope the weather cooperates, and hope you guys have a great weekend. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. That is Coach Don Rodriguez. Coach Rod doing an excellent job, as always. Talking about 600-something linemen. Um, that's ridiculous, man. And it's, I'm not saying that as an insult. It's ridiculous in a good way. 
um, that they're able to generate that many people <clears throat> to the campus of Nichols State University um, to get some work in. Who wouldn't want to work under Pete Jenkins, who's one of the best defensive line coaches ever, right? Like, we're not talking about some dude who's like a, a defensive line coach at like a 1A high school who's been doing it for four years and played a little college ball. No. And look, if you're learning from a guy like that, hey, I'm not knocking that. But I'm saying there are levels to the stuff. Pete Jenkins is one of the best, if not the best, to ever coach the defensive line. <clears throat> Kevin Mawai still making his name as a coach, but he's one of the best to ever play on the offensive line. And then on top of that, you just got the factor of just iron sharpens iron. With so many other great players there, you're going to get better just rubbing elbows with the other great players that are going to be in attendance. So it's going to be a great thing always around. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk some college baseball. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, the back road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. What's up? This is Casey Gisclair, and this is why I choose State Bank for all my banking needs. State Bank is a local bank, which means you get a taste of home when you walk through the doors. The bank's motto is Cajun Banking. Serve just the way you like it, and that's for a reason, because you're always greeted by a real banker who provides smiling service. But State Bank also has the latest banking technologies, which means you get the best without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all love. So go visit them today at one of their many locations. They're proud bankers serving a proud community. Resilient bankers serving a resilient community at State Bank. Now 70 years strong. Need to find a gift for that sportsman in your life this Father's Day? Whether dad paddles or fly cast, No Wake Outfitters has just the right gift to show them your appreciation for all they've done and to show our appreciation for all those dads raising the next generation of anglers from now until Father's Day. We'll be selling $120 gift cards for only $100 so that dad can pick out his own fishing tackle or next fishing shirt. No Wake Outfitters, 1926 Airline Drive in Metairie. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Get Ready Gritter, New Orleans area. The big one, the great Southern Gun and Knife Show is coming for two big days only this weekend at the Pontchartrain Center on Williams Boulevard. Show hours are Saturday 9 until 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealer tables available. Full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, guns, books, camouflage, jewelry and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission is just $10 for adults and $2 for children ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show. Thousands of buyers will be there. Instant background 
checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the great Southern Gun and Knife Show, March 19th and 20th. Show hours 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 5 on Sunday. Come to the Pontchartrain Center on Williams Boulevard to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. While you're there, be sure to register for the $50 restaurant gift card. See you there at the big one. Sure as shooting, don't miss it. thank coach rod for the time we want to thank coach joe tutel for the time it's play by play on KLEB. we want to thank you for your time we are having a good wednesday and we hope the same for you all today it's been a man i've been turning off the mics and coughing and sneezing a lot today it's been a little bit of a struggle for the host today um but that's just part of life man we're powering through it we want to thank the blue boot foundation buzz off the only all natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results Golden Motors, where price is priority, located on Highway 3235 and Cutoff, and Dufresne Building Materials. Experience the Dufresne difference with eight locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Araby, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. LSU will be playing Tennessee on Saturday in the College World Series. Um, Joe Tuton earlier in the show said, hey, man, there's no debate. Um, you throw Paul Skeens in the first game you get in the winner's bracket. <clears throat> you know, isn't it a compliment to Paul Skeens, the fact that when he throws, like it's just almost a guarantee <laughs> that it's going to be an LSU win. But I caution you guys, <clears throat> caution you guys about that in the next um, game with, that Skeens will be throwing on the mound. Give you just a little word of caution. I think there's a chance that the next time that, that LSU plays that Skeens is on the mound, that he's going to be more human than at any other point this season. Because he said something. It is a small, little bitty line that most people probably wouldn't have caught on to. But people like me who don't have a life catch on to it. <clears throat> he's doing a live interview during the game Sunday. Then McDonald asks him, you know, hey, bro, how you feeling? And he said, I'm sore as hell. And then he followed that up by saying he's usually sore two days after he pitches, not the next day after he pitches. It's not a good sign. And then he went on to elaborate and said the reason why he thinks he was sore so much the first day after he pitched as opposed to the second day after he pitched. And by the way, there's an ambulance that's just passing, uh, flying by the radio studio here in LaRose. We want to... Um, Sincerely hope and pray that the good Lord protects whoever's in that ambulance, protect the driver, and um, may you give peace to whoever's in the back of that ambulance. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um, but back to the topic. Um, so he said he, he was really sore after the first day of throwing, and he speculated that the reason for that was because with the crazy rain situation, had to start and stop, start and stop, start and stop. Three times he had to get hot and prepare to get into the game and then finally get into the game. <clears throat> so just a little word to the wise. That could either A, play into the decision of who the starter is going to be on Saturday 
or B, if it is Skeens on Saturday, he might not be the seven, eight inning wrecking ball. He might just be the five or six inning of two runs allowed wrecking ball, right? So the LSU offense in that first game is going to have to have to come out guns ablazing just in case their ace pitcher maybe is pitching with 80% of a tank of gas instead of 100% of a tank of gas. That's just something to keep an eye on as the Tigers approach this College World Series. Now, Tennessee is a team that scares me a little bit. I would have much preferred to play Southern Miss. I said this on this show. I would have much preferred to play Southern Miss. Tennessee is a team that has some swagger. They're not going to be intimidated. Hell, Tony Vitale, you think Tony Vitale is intimidated of anything? One of the biggest phone shocks in the history of college athletics, period. You think he's going to be intimidated of anything? They're going to be ready to go. <clears throat> and it's a Tennessee team that took some lumps early in the conference, but then played much better in the back end of the schedule, right? <clears throat> took two of three from Kentucky, took two of three from South Carolina. Like They went to Hoover and were one and done, but I, I've said openly on this show, I, don't, I think Hoover's one of the most useless exercises that there is. I don't think that doing anything in Hoover um, is satisfactory towards having success in the NCAA tournament. So they got that rest. They rolled through their regional, which was not their regional. They went to Clemson and won that without losing a game. Then they lost the opening game against Southern Miss and came back strong. It's a team that's playing really good baseball right now at the time of the year when it matters to be playing good baseball. So I don't think they're going to be intimidated at all. Um, And I think it's going to be a good showdown. I think that LSU and Tennessee match up well. It's two teams that play loose, two teams that have a lot of fun, two teams that do a little trash talking, two teams that play more the modern style as opposed to the traditional style. (laughs) And it should be a lot of fun. That's 6 o'clock on Saturday, weather permitting. Of course, in Omaha, we always have rain delays, so i got to throw that caveat out there, weather permitting. Hopefully, the Tigers are able to take care of business. If Skeens is ready to go, I think you throw him because it just becomes a dangerous game. If you start, and it's it's much like the, the, the rant that I went on about the weather on Monday's show. <clears throat> and by the way, we just uploaded Monday's show. If you missed what I'm talking about, go back in the archives and listen. I gave at the very end of the show a wonderful rant on my thoughts on weathermen and weather apps and radar. I I think you'll be entertained. <clears throat> but saving guys becomes similar to long-term weather forecast in that you start planning for stuff that might not even be there. You start saving schemes for a Wake Forest game. What happens if you lose? Then you're in the loser's bracket. You might not even. Or what happens if you win and Wake Forest loot? Like, I'm of the opinion in these high stakes, high level tournaments, the most important thing that you could do is win the day that you're in front of. If you start worrying about winning tomorrow, winning three days from now, winning five days from now, you're going to lose today while worrying about five days from now. And ultimately, right, that's probably bigger than the game of baseball, what I'm telling you. That has a lot to do with life, right? I'm an anxiety sufferer. Hell, I'm having some anxiety issues right now in life. 
with some of this, you know, allergy stuff and, you know, shortness of breath. When you can't breathe, boy, it freaks you out, which causes your anxiety to go wild, right? I'm having some issues with that in my life right now. What does anxiety do? Like, what is anxiety? Anxiety is the fear of something in the future. And what happens is that you trip up and you get behind on things that are right in front of you, worrying about something that's not even here yet. I can, I do it every day. <clears throat> I wake up at like 8 a.m. and I'm laying in bed worrying about if I'm going to start coughing and, and hacking while I'm on the air. I'm not even at radio yet and I'm worried about that. It's a, it's a fear of something that's not there yet. And what's happening while I'm worrying about that? I'm losing sleep. I should still be asleep, and I'm instead worrying about this nonsense that's not even here. And I think that with the College World Series tying it all full circle, LSU needs to worry about the first hurdle. Because if they worry about the hurdle that's four hurdles from now, they're going to trip over the first hurdle, and they're going to lose the race. So I would absolutely, if he's available to throw, which with one full week of rest, I would assume that he would be, I would absolutely throw Paul Skeens the first game, get that one in the bag if you can, and then throw whatever you got the second game. If it's Floyd, if it's, you know, whatever, whatever gives you the best chance in the second game, you worry about that when you get there. Don't be an anxiety manager, right? Don't be the guy that loses today worrying about tomorrow. That's not a successful way, in my opinion, to approach this at all. So I think that you should throw skeins, get that out of the way, and uh, try to get yourself a leg up. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're getting to our mailbag questions. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Water safety tips from Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use, as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. Rev is creating the next evolution in communication, a network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future, the next level in communications. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. Welcome to Rev. Learn more at letsrev.com. Since 1948, Valeria Brothers has been in the commercial fishing and shrimping supply business, stocking large selections of 12-volt electrical and hydraulic single and double drum winches and hydraulic motors with brakes, beltless clutches, and pumps with brackets. They also carry hydraulic stainless steel skimmer winches, hydraulic valves, and hydraulic steering for up to 65-foot boats. Also a huge assortment of crab traps and crab trap wire, stocking nylon plastic and knotless webbing. You heard about that new webbing? Platina and knotless 
Dyneema, Alera Brothers also stocks shark tail netting that's reinforced with stainless steel wire. They stock four different sizes of galvanized stabilizers, also stocking a large variety of fiberglass cloth, including resin gel coat and other supplies needed for fiberglassing. Lost an anchor? Alerio Brothers stocks anchors from 5 pounds to 100 pounds. Visit Alerio Brothers before the season begins. That's Alerio Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego, online at AlerioBros.com. It's Ram season at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. A deadly surge is plaguing our state. Domestic homicides. Louisiana now ranks fifth nationally in these deaths. According to the NCADV, the presence of a firearm in a domestic violence situation increases the risk of homicide by 500%. But Louisiana has laws to help keep these weapons out of the hands of domestic abusers. Learn about the Firearm Divestiture Program by contacting your sheriff's office or visiting aggjefflandry.com. This PSA was supported by subgrant number 5336 awarded by the Louisiana Commission on Law Enforcement for the Stop Forum the Grant Program. Education. Prevention. Care. The Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute was recognized by the Louisiana Athletic Trainers Association with the President's Award for Excellence in Health and Safety. With a passion for ensuring the well-being of over 23,000 student-athletes and covering 1,400 sports events annually, our athletic trainers are dedicated to providing the best care in sports medicine. Discover more about Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute at tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. It's time to get to our mailbag. We've got a bunch of questions that we want to get uh, answered. If you've got a question for me, I'm at Casey underscore Justclare, JustclareCasey at gmail.com. We're at KLEB Radio on Twitter. We're at KLEB Radio on Facebook. I'm Casey Justclare on Facebook. Find a way to get your question to me because um, I'd love nothing more than to answer it here on the air. And the first question comes from a listener who wants to know Casey, how in the heck did you get Alexis Morris? to commit to come to Lafouche Parish for a basketball camp. <laughs> um, <laughs> should I answer this modestly, or should I answer this the way that I truly want to? What the hell? I'll answer it the way I truly want to. Um, because Abby and I just get stuff done, man. Like, it was just persistence. Um, shortly after LSU won the national championship, I reached out to Alexis and, you know, hey, congratulations from one Tiger to another. Um, You know, if there's ever anything I could do to help, let me know. And, you know, she kind of replied back, thanks so much. We just stayed in touch, blah, 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 blah. Then we just had the idea of, hey, like, why don't we do a basketball camp together? You know, I'm trying to grow Bayou Sports. You're trying to grow your brand. You know, we're both trying to make some things happen. And, you know, the, the snowball got rolling. We got in contact with her agent and, 
you know, things just went from there. You know, it was just persistence. It's just we didn't take no for an answer. Um, we negotiated with her team. Um, they negotiated back with us. We got a gent. Like, it just was a a, a an unwillingness to take no for an answer. And, and I'm proud of myself and, and the Bayou Sports team for making it happen. I'm proud of Alexis's open-mindedness, but she could have just as easily said, now nah, I'm going to go do a camp in Baton Rouge. But no, she trusts us and trusts that we're going to put on a really good event, and it's going to be a really good event. And, and something that <clears throat> I want people to understand is that, you know, yes, you're going to be working out with Alexis Morris on the basketball floor, floor for three and a half hours. That's a tool that is invaluable. But, and maybe we didn't explain this well enough in the flyer, um, <clears throat> when the camp ends, you don't just leave and go home. There's a one-hour session after every camp where she's going to be on the court taking pictures, signing autographs, and making TikToks with the kids and taking selfies with the kids. She wants to be part of the kids having a great experience. So if you invest in this basketball camp, you're going to be learning from one of the best women's basketball players in the world, but you're also going to be hanging out with one of the best women's basketball players in the world. That was important to me. That was important to her, too. She wanted it to be known and wants it to be known that a, it's a basketball hoop session, and you're going to work hard, and we're going to put in a lot of work and put in a lot of time, and we're going to make sure that the kids leave the camp knowing more and getting better work in than whenever they first arrived. That's the first thing. That's first and foremost. But they're also going to have a whole lot of fun, and they're going to make a whole lot of memories. So when you're thinking about whether or not to invest in this, you're investing in a day's experience. You're investing in the fact that you'll look back at this five years from now and say, hey, man, remember that awesome national championship team that LSU had in 2023? Remember that girl, Alexis Morris, who was an All-American and who was one of the best, maybe even the best player on the team for LSU in the championship game? Um, boy, wasn't it cool whenever she came down here and we got to hang out with her and we got to make videos and we got to be on Snapchat and you're paying for an experience, and it's something that I promise you, your child is not going to forget. <clears throat> not going to forget. Uh, question two, how far will LSU go in the College World Series? Um, They're going to win the last game. <laughs> I have thought all year long that LSU was the best team. I have thought all year long that LSU was the most talented team. And at the end of the year, and I think Joe said this best when he was on earlier in the show, <clears throat> I think they got a little bored. I think they got a little apathetic. You're number one every single week. And, you know, I think they, you know, maybe a little heavy legs and that bullseye of having the number one on your chest every week. You're getting everybody's best shot every game. I think it kind of ran them down a little bit. But they got that break. Losing early in the SEC tournament got an extra couple of days of rest. <clears throat> and in the NCAA tournament, they haven't lost a game and frankly haven't even really come all that close to losing a game with the exception of that one Oregon State game. So I think that it's a team that's refocused. I think it's a team that's re-energized. And frankly, I think it's a team that's going to go to Omaha and do big damage. Everybody's telling me, oh, bro, Wake Forest. Oh, bro, they hit so many home runs. They're so good. Uh, I'll take SEC athletes over Wake Forest athletes 
any day of the week. LSU is more battle-tested. LSU has played stiffer competition. LSU doesn't have Boston College in their conference. They don't have NC State in their conference. They don't have near the patsies that the ACC has in their conference. LSU is more battle-tested. They have seen more things. They have seen more plus-level arms. They have seen more. They have done more. If it comes down to LSU and Wake Forest in the Omaha College World Series, I'm taking LSU, and I'm taking LSU 100 times because there's no Pittsburgh in the SEC. There's no Virginia Tech in the SEC. There's no Louisville in the SEC. There's no Florida State, who, by the way, now they were once a baseball school, but they're now terrible. They were 23-31. and 31. <clears throat> There's no Florida State in the SEC. I'm not nearly as spooked nor afraid of Wake Forest as other people around the country seem to be. Casey, would you trade Zion Williamson for Scoot Henderson? There's a lot of rumors and whispers that the Pelicans are high on Scoot and are going to have to pay a stiff price to get him. I would trade Zion Williamson for Scoot Henderson. I would trade Zion Williamson for less than that. But ideally, if New Orleans could get off of a lot of the draft picks that they have stockpiled, and get Scoot Henderson that way without having to depart with Zion Williamson, I think that would be the better of the two trades. Because here's the thing about draft picks, and I've argued this with Pelican fans until I've been blue in the face for the last four or five years, however long Anthony Davis has been in Los Angeles. <clears throat> I hear all the time, oh, bro, we got, we got picks. Dude, oh, bro, we got so many draft picks. You own draft picks for the Lakers and Bucks. As long as Giannis is a Buck, the Bucks are going to be good. So every one of those picks you got from the Bucks is going to be worthless. It's going to be somewhere between 22 and 30. You know what the value of a the number 22 pick in the NBA draft is? It's about the same as the value of a little uh, cylinder thing with some white paper wrapped around it that you keep in the bathroom. You can wipe your booty with it. It's not worth nothing. No one wants the 22nd pick in the NBA draft. The 22nd pick in the NBA draft, nine times out of 10, doesn't make the team and is playing in the G League. The Lakers are a little more volatile, and they could potentially someday get you a top 10 pick or maybe even a really high-level pick. <clears throat> but in the NBA, if you know that you don't have your own pick, you're not as inclined to tank. So you're going to sign guys and overpay for guys and do things that you wouldn't do if you had your own pick because you're not worried about going 42 and 40. Most teams in the NBA don't want to go 42 and 40. They either want to go 60 and 22 or they want to go 22 and 60. They don't want to be in the middle. But if you don't have your own pick, you're not worried about being in the middle. Who cares? You know, we'll, we'll be in the middle, and then the Pelicans will get that trashy pick. They'll get the 17th pick. Oh, oh, well. So, yeah, New Orleans fan, yeah, you got all these picks. Oh, bro, you got this pick and that pick. None of it's going to amount to an impactful player. So if you could trade up to get an impactful player, like what well, I think Scoot Henderson's going to be, I would do it. And I'll go so far, and, and people are going to really roll their eyes at this. I don't care. I was right about John Morant being better than Zion Williamson, so I'm going to take my shot at this again. 
I think Scoot Henderson should be the first pick in the draft over Victor Whatchamacallit from France. Victor Whatchamacallit's playing in the France finals right now and is losing by 20 points every game, scoring 15, 20 points every game. I think there's a lot of Christophs Porzingis there. I think that when you're 7'4", whatever the, that he is, I think that's a clumsy height. I think that it becomes hard to handle the ball like he likes to do when you're that height because you got to pull the damn ball so high up in the air to get it back to your hands. It's easy to steal it. And if the guard play and the ball handling isn't going to be as much of a factor and he's got to rely on the inside game, <laughs> he's like 7'4", 140 pounds. I'm exaggerating. It's not 140 pounds, folks, but he's he's very thin for his size. I don't think he's going to be near as good as some people. Some people think he's going to be a historically good player and you should trade everything in the NBA. I, I'm not ready to go there yet. Do I think he's going to be a good player? Yeah, absolutely. But I think there's some Kristaps Porzingis there where he's just going to be an awkward size. And I think that's going to create some limitations where he's going to just be good, but he's never going to get to that highest level. I think Scoot Henderson could be great. I think Scoot Henderson could be historically good, uh, top five, top ten player in the sport good. Casey, who's the best boys basketball team locally in our area? Um I'll give you I'll give you both boys and girls. You didn't ask for the girls. I'll give you both boys and girls, and it's the same school. Vanderbilt's the best boys basketball team in the area. They're the best girls basketball team in the area. There's no distant second. Um, and I'll tell you this, and I was actually talking about this with some coaches yesterday. Our local boys and girls basketball 4A districts are not going to be very good this year. Girls basketball, Vanderbilt is on top of a mountain. Assumption's going to be solid. I can make the case that everybody else in that district is going to struggle. They'll be competitive. They'll play hard. They'll compete. I can make the case that a lot of those other teams are going to struggle. On the boys' side, Vanderbilt on top of the mountain, they're going to be cruising. I don't know what Lutcher has. They lost a lot. I can make the case that just about everybody else, Ellender included, is going to struggle. <clears throat> so it's Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's the best boys and girls basketball team locally, and it's not close. What's the odds that Jacob Myers is at Nichols next season? Of course, Myers is the ace freshman pitcher uh, for the Colonels. He was outstanding this past season, did a wonderful job. Um, and now is going to be uh, courted very heavily by a lot of people. And I really think that he wants to come back to Nichols because I think he's got a great relationship with Mike Silva. But at the end of the day, <laughs> money talks, man. And if he gets a big enough NIL deal, I think he's going to have to explore it. Just look at what going to LSU, and I'm saying LSU. I don't know that LSU's even recruiting him. I would have to think that they would be extremely interested. But just look at what going to LSU has done for Paul Skeens. Paul Skeens was an All-American player at Air Force. Now he's a star. He was a end-of-the-first-round, second-round guy at Air Force. Now he's maybe the first pick in the draft. He was a 95-96 mile-per-hour pitcher at Air Force. He's now a 101-mile-per-hour pitcher at LSU. 
the level of training and the level of coaching, it's just not comparable. And it's not anything against Mike Silva. That's not me trying to say, oh, well, Jay Johnson's just so much better of a coach than Mike Silva. That's not at all what I'm trying to say. But the resources, the conditioning program, the diet plan, the different things that you could do to better yourself at an LSU level program compared to a smaller school is night and day. So if he gets that opportunity and also the opportunity to make a bunch of money while playing college baseball, he'd be foolish not to consider it. Casey, why do <laughs> I like this question? Why do you hate on the other Louisiana schools like UL Lafayette so much? Um, I don't. Um, I really truly don't. The problem that I have, look, I root for Tulane. Brian knows this. I root for Tulane when they're not playing LSU. I root for Nichols anytime they're playing somebody who's not LSU. <clears throat> the reason why I have issues with UL Lafayette is because they claim to be something that they're not. The name of their university is the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. But because they have this idea in their head that they're Louisiana, they call themselves Louisiana. You're not. Why do they get the right to be called Louisiana, but like, let's say Monroe doesn't? They're both directional University of Louisiana at programs. So why is Lafayette automatically UL, but Monroe isn't? You don't hear Monroe complaining when we call them Monroe, but you hear Lafayette complaining when you call them Lafayette because we're Louisiana, damn it. No, you're not. So that's my issue is that they just claim to be something that they're not, right? And they get all angry and start talking about how LSU's hogging the resources and, you know, oh man, they're only so good because they get the most funding. And Like, know who you are. You don't hear anybody else complaining about any, like Southeastern doesn't complain about that. and Nichols doesn't complain to be, you know, anything that they're not like. I just think that Lafayette and their fans have an identity crisis. They have such a fixation on what happens in Baton Rouge, such a deep-rooted jealousy of what happens in Baton Rouge that it skews their vision of reality. You've got an amazing athletic program out there. You're good at so much stuff. You're really good at football. You're really good at baseball. You're really good at softball. You've got a great athletic program. If they would spend more time fighting to try to take the next step instead of trying to fight to get us to call them some mythical name that they've made up, then maybe they would be even better. Casey, what stadium that you've not ever been to do you most want to go to? <clears throat> One of them is, is out in Omaha. I've never been to Omaha. I would love to go to Omaha. I'm not going this week, but I would love to go to Omaha in the future. Um, let's see. Others, um, the Rose Bowl would be nice, but I'm not all that keen on going to California. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I've been to... Tuscaloosa, I've been to the swamp, I've been to a lot of the SEC stuff. Um, 
maybe Fenway or like Yankee Stadium or one of those, you know, really historic. They I, Wrigley, I guess, would be one, but everybody who goes to Wrigley says that Wrigley's kind of a dump. So I don't know that I would have that on there, but I don't know. That, that, those are just some of the ones. Last question, then we got to get out of here. We're up against the clock. What three AEW wrestlers would you most want in WWE? MJF is the obvious one. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's by far the best wrestler that they have in that company. He's maybe the only guy in AEW that would go over to WWE and would immediately, in my opinion, be like a huge megastar. <clears throat> Jericho would be another one because I've seen Jericho reinvent himself and rebrand himself so many times over the course of his career that he's just, he's money. He's money in everything that he does. He's going to wrestle and contribute until he's in his 60s if he wants to because he's not slowing down an inch. And Jay Cargill would be the last one because I think she's a revolutionary women's wrestler. Needs some polish, needs some skill, needs some some fine-tuning. But I think that she could get that polish, skill, and fine-tuning at a real company as opposed to the minor leagues, which is where she is right now. <laughs> we're going to wrap up today. Not going to give you any betting picks today. We're going to take a day off from that because we're just simply up against the clock. Tomorrow, we're going to get Taylor Griffin on the line, and we'll chat with Turtle about everything happening in the world of sports. You've been listening to Play by Play. Have a great rest of the day. Remember what I told you guys earlier. Live for today. Don't live for tomorrow. You worry too much about tomorrow, you're going to forget and lose out on things that are right in front of your face. I'm not just saying that just to fill airtime. It's something that I'm struggling with and trying to do in my own life right now. Let's do it together. Live for today. Enjoy the rest of your day. Love you guys. God bless. It's Ram season at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow.